We believe that you are strong by design, and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. Coach Tanya here with you, and I have a very, very special guest with me today and a very dear friend. We're catching up after almost two years of having seen each other. I have with me today another Tanya, Tanya Grazione, and she is, well, again, a very dear friend, a lovely woman, mother of four beautiful children. Um and a very supportive, loyal wife. Uh, Tanya is a certified doula with Doula Training International. She is an instructor with evidence-based birth and a certified hypnobirthing childbirth educator. So if you are someone or you know someone who is expecting, this is the woman you want to talk to because I have to tell you folks, even though my child um, rearing, all my kids are grown up, I'm not at that phase of my life anymore, this is the woman I would be talking to. This is definitely the woman who would be on my team. So, Tanya, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. You're very welcome. Um, so, I gave you, a, I really didn't even uh, give you like really the accolades you deserve in the introduction, but oh. that's because I really, I just, I want to hear, hear from you. I mean, I've, I've known you for a while now mm-hmm. and I've seen you transition into this career that has just, I mean, it lo- it looks amazing on you. I have to say, there's no doubt sitting across from Tanya that she is living proof of, you know, um, following your calling, living your passion, doing what it is you're called to do, that it just fills you up because she's absolutely glowing. Um, and so the, the, the energy from you when you talk about it is amazing. There's no doubt you're doing exactly what you've been called to do. So I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Tell us, tell us what you do. <laughs> like what, what is a doula? I think there, I think there's still some misconceptions exa- or misunderstanding exactly what a doula provides. Yes. Um, so thank you so much for that wonderful intro. <laughs> and I'm just so happy to be here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a doula, we provide, there is a big misconception. Um, and I will tell you, I didn't find out what a doula was until I was pregnant with my third baby myself. Mm. So it took having a traumatic birth experience in the hospital um, to somebody going, hey, Tanya, do you know what a doula is? You should hire a doula when I became pregnant with my third. Right. And I'm like, what is that? I yeah. had no idea what that was. So I'm all over Google. I'm like, what exactly is a doula? Yeah. So yeah, I, and I once I found out that this magical woman was going to educate me and advocate for me and be by my side and ensure that what happened with my second experience wasn't going to happen again and that I could have this beautiful birth that I had mm-hmm. envisioned. Um, so yeah, a doula provides, we are not medical, Right. I think that's the big misconception. They're like, oh, well, we have a nurse. Right. What do we need a doula for? We don't need anybody else in the room. Yes. So for me, I like to say that I lead with education. I so, love that. I love that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's basically making sure that a woman knows what her birthing rights are. So it's not just how amazing that God created us, right? It's mm-hmm. not that just knowing 
enough that we are made for birth. It's a normal, natural event. It's not a medical event. We mm-hmm. are made to give birth. But it's also knowing that we have birthing rights. Okay. So what when you say birthing rights, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. Because there's probably people listening going, well, what, you know, you get pregnant, you start going into labor, you go to the hospital. I think my, what, what are my birthing rights are probably the last thing at that point, if they've even thought about it. But mm-hmm. what... What is that? So birthing rights is basically, so when you're in there, a lot of women don't understand what they can say yes to and what they can say no to. Mm. So they think that whatever is suggested to them is just something that they have to go along with. Okay. So it's really understanding and just knowing the pros and cons and knowing what informed consent is. In the room. Right. So when I say that I lead with education, I'm also um, trained by evidence-based birth, which is an amazing, amazing um, organization ran by Rebecca Ducker. And um, I'm trained with them. And so I have the knowledge Mm -hmm. base to understand in the research, to understand what the pros and cons are of certain interventions in medical procedures that I can explain to women beforehand and allowing them to make an informed choice. Right. So this is all stuff that this, these are all things that you talk about. Cause I imagine somebody just doesn't call you up. I'm on my way to the hospital. I really need you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you work with these women leading up to months that, and months yeah, and months. That list. Okay. So it's, it's an entire process. It's a learning process. It's an education yes. process. Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is? Like you said, you know, you have the evidence base, so you have the knowledge base mm-hmm. to know, when certain things are mentioned or like what the options are mm-hmm. and what the result or outcome might be. And mm-hmm. that's good. Probably, I mean, I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I would think that that might be different woman to woman because certain women, maybe some options that that might be okay for her, exactly. but definitely not okay for this one. But yeah. in, I can't, I mean, I remember what my own uh, deliveries were like labor and delivery mm-hmm. in that moment when there's, you know, it's, it's intense. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Yeah. How important do you think it is to have someone with, like yourself with that knowledge base? Because I'm thinking if somebody was standing in front of me going, you know, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, something, I would be like, you want me to make a decision now? Yeah. I don't even know my name. <laughs> like how important to have somebody that can be like, okay, exactly. just breathe. We talked about this. Here's what's happening. Here's what can't, you know, this is, yes. and have those conversations in a, in a very reasonable way in that moment. You nailed it. That's exactly because, and we're very internal. And I tell my women, when we're birthing, I don't want you in that frontal cortex part of your brain. I want you in your animalistic primal, you know, I don't want you in your thinking mind. Talk about that. Why do you want them in their animal mind and not that? Well, when we think, yeah, when we think, right, we're mammals. When we think about animals giving birth, where do they go? Mm -hmm. To a safe place away from everybody, right? So I want that to be turned off. I want your body to proceed fast, naturally, and easily so you have a nice and easy labor. And I don't want you having to think about all that stuff in the moment. So you nailed it when you said it's so important when you have somebody in the room that understands all that. Now, I am not... You know, I will advocate I'm not your voice. Mm-hmm. It's always going to come from you. Right. Um, but I'm going to remind you again what your choices are. Mm-hmm. And in that rushed environment, I'll remind you what we went over for months and months and months and months. Right. What your wishes were. 
Mm-hmm. And then we'll review that really briefly. And I'll be able to help you have that voice for yourself. And even partners, though, birth partners are so amazing. Yeah. And I yeah. work with them for months. I was going to ask you that. Like, how involved this, because this isn't, I mean, my mindset is it's the woman. The, the woman is obviously carrying the child and is going to deliver the child. Mm-hmm. But that child comes home into a family. So there's other, another parent. Mm-hmm. There's like, I mean, there's like a net. I mean, we know what families are. They're networks of people and support. Mm-hmm. So I would think whether you're in a, a marriage relationship or some other committed relationship mm-hmm. or maybe you just have a very close connection with a mother or an aunt, there would be somebody else that's a part of this process because you need someone like yourself in there who has that, mm-hmm. that understanding, that knowledge base. And then you need that sort of familial, I mean, every, every relationship in that room is really intimate in that moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? And and that's the thing is we need all that support in that moment. And, and I teach hypnobirthing and I encourage my dads to be at every single class. In mm-hmm. hypnobirthing, I teach five separate classes and they're two and a half hours long. And I encourage my dads to show up. What's, what is hypnobirthing? So hypnobirthing is, it's not, it's more, I like to look at it as more of a philosophy. Okay. It's not just this one method um, of childbirth education. So mm-hmm. it's more along the lines of our bodies are made to birth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different techniques that we use in hypnobirthing, how to have this calm and easy birth experience um, through guided relaxation and so it's not me, you know, people think of hypnobirthing, swinging a pendulum. Right. Um, it's more of guided <laughs> relaxation. She doesn't hypnotize you until you miss the whole thing. <laughs> that would be nice, right? Yeah. No, I don't do that. So it's mm. more of teaching you how to get in this nice, relaxed state. Because so many of us live high anxiety. Mm. And so many of us, what do we learn about childbirth from an early age? We're scared out of our mind. Yeah. You know, society teaches us to fear something that is so amazing and beautiful that women can do. Like, why right. are we scared of this normal, natural body function? Yeah. We shouldn't be. So, hypnobirthing really gives us that tool okay. to, you know, prepare our minds with nice. visualizations, with guided relaxation. We teach breathing techniques. Mm that are amazing in the moment that help you to assist with the uterus, the rising of the uterus Mm -hmm. during your surge and also assist with breathing the baby down when it comes time to push. Um, There's, there's just so many amazing benefits of hypnobirthing. Thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast to help our show reach more listeners just like you. Please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. It sounds very different than my experience. And you you said that like your first two weren't great. And mm-hmm. with, I mean, only share what you're comfortable sharing, but just sort of give us an idea of what that was like compared to, because you're your last two, because you're very mm-hmm. open and sharing things on Instagram. And that's where mm-hmm. I was kind of like, what, what is she doing? Like, <laughs> this is, this is really amazing. Like, and oh, then all of a sudden you were 
like you were doing it as a career. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this was just such a natural progression, oh, yeah. you know, because the what you shared on social media was very calming. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very peaceful. It wasn't yeah. like. It was. You know, and it wasn't the all when after everybody's all cleaned up and polished and shiny afterwards. Mm-hmm. They were very real, authentic <clears throat> um, images of a very calm experience. Mm-hmm. So, if you would just talk a little bit about what it was like okay. to what it became, because I think, like you said, you just you weren't going to do that again. No, exactly. <laughs> so my first birth, I was I was young. Um, I kind of just went with the flow. Um, thankfully, it was just a quick birth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from start to finish, from my membranes releasing, it was yeah. five hours. So wow. it was a yeah. pretty quick birth. Yeah. Um, but it was when I became pregnant with my second. Um, I was kind of like, you know, I was powerlifting at the time. I was right. still training and working out. And I had this mentality that I'm strong. I'm going to be able to do this. Um, I'm going to just show up. I'm not going to get the epidural. I didn't have any childbirth education. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, I was just like, I'm going to do it. I don't, I don't need to prepare, you know. Right. I'm, I'm squatting 250 pounds. Yeah, I'm like, this is a piece of cake. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I stayed home, you know, as long as I could during early labor and William, my husband, who's extremely supportive, Mm. um, it's funny, we went and had pancakes that morning. Long story <laughs> short, we were really just trying to remain calm. Yeah. And even without education, I kind of knew. And he he's a very calm man, so he helped me with that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we get to the hospital, and I'm like, perfect timing. I was like six centimeters. Wow, you did do yeah. a while at home. Good for you. So I put the work in, right, you at home. And I'm like, in. all right, I could totally do this i'm like <laughs> let's I go don't want yeah i'm not getting an epidural i'm yeah. strong i can do this <clears throat> and within about two hours of being there my um membranes had released mm-hmm. and yeah a game changer i hit the ground i was just like oh my god you know that that intensity had picked and yeah. i wasn't prepared mentally Okay. Here I was thinking I had this. You were physical physically strength. strong. Yeah. yeah, it has nothing. <laughs> Birth is ninety nine point nine percent mental, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I in that moment I lost it. Um, I, but I didn't have the encouragement, and my husband didn't know. But I didn't have the encouragement. You know, the nurses were like, "Okay, let's get an epidural." There was no like, "You can do this." Yeah, you're right at the finish line. Yeah. You know, and and knowing what I know now and what I teach and working with clients for the past two years is that when we hit that wall, baby's right there. Mm. Baby's right there on the other side. That intensity is is very short lived. And I didn't have, you know, so they rushed in somebody to get an epidural. So um, which was the most uncomfortable experience for me personally, just because I can't sit still and having (laughs) these intense surges and they're sticking this big needle on my back. And so... I get the epidural. Um, they send my husband downstairs. They're like, oh, you can go get a sandwich. It's going to be a while. Oh, my gosh. So they send him out of the room, mm-hmm. and they send the doctor in to check me. And mind you, it had only been 10 minutes since I got my epidural. Well, the doctor comes in, just completely negative. Um, she checks me, and she's like, who the F gave her 
this epidural, the baby's head's right here. How are you going to feel to push the baby out? Like, we need to get the baby out. The baby's head's right here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so now the whole room is chaotic. I'm crying. Now it's very mental. Yes, in it's, an yeah. extreme other side. Like, I don't want a cesarean. She's threatening me with a cesarean at this point if I can't push my baby out. Now my husband's back in the room. He's like, what happened? You guys sent me out for a sandwich. <laughs> And he's like, you know, yeah, what happened? So, and you know, in that moment, and I just remember if it wasn't for my husband, and like I said, we didn't have the childbirth education in that time, but he's such a calm man Mm -hmm. and a praying man. And he was like, when Will walks in the room, it's just, (laughs) you feel instantly like, (sighs) just peace, just peace. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, no, no. I had to like, yeah, it really, I love that. Yeah. So uh, through all this chaos and she's screaming and cussing and the baby's heart rate's now decelerating. Why? Because I'm freaked out. So of course my baby is now doing the same. So uh, he's like, you know what? I just need a minute with my wife. Can you just give me a minute with my wife? You know, Mm -hmm. and they stepped out of the room and he was able to look me in the eyes and he's like, babe, you you got this. I need Mm -hmm. you to calm down. I need you to understand that, you know, if we can't get you back calm, then, you know, that could be a likelihood of having to have an, you know, an emergency cesarean and you don't want that. I need you to calm down. This is all, you know, this is in God's hands right now. And we're going to do this. You're going to have your natural vaginal birth and we're going to do it. Just please, you know, Mm -hmm. and he got me refocused and I'm like, okay, so I stopped crying she came back in. She said, okay, I'll give you another 60 minutes and I'll come back. And she, when she came back in in 60 minutes, um, long story short, there was a lot of not informed consent. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't feel to push. Right. She had to use the vacuum a few times to pull my baby out. Yeah. It was her un- holding this vacuum telling me that, hey, I'm going to use the vacuum to extract your baby not here's the pros and cons of what this intervention is just proceeded to use it as if it was a dire emergency again my husband we see you know a medical professional we don't know we just okay yeah whatever you have to do right and that was the hard part so um and knowing what i know now about the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I would just say yes to unless it was an emergency. Right. And knowing what my other options were, but not yelling at me that if I don't use this vacuum, you're going to have an emergency cesarean. Right. So it was very <sighs> traumatic. I felt like I lost all my power. And as a man, if you talk to my husband, that was so hard for him because he yeah. felt he was stripped. Yeah. Of all of his power, and then just watching his wife go through this experience, right? And men so, like to protect. Yes, they're, yeah, they're they're the protectors. And I want to. I am going to interrupt you mm-hmm. here because something that really I never. I'm going to have my notes in front of me, and I. Yeah. I now that you're talking, I I want to say because largely based on the topic that we're discussing today. Mm-hmm. We probably have largely a female audience listening. Mm-hmm. And what I really want to do is I'm appealing to all of you female listeners to get your husbands to listen to this podcast because my head is screaming, husbands need to know this yes. as much, if not more, than their wives. Because in that moment, she has one job. 
Remain focused. Get in that headspace. Mm-hmm. She's having a baby. This is what her body is designed to do. There was a decision to have a child. She needs to focus on bringing this child into the world. He's got a job. Mm-hmm. So he needs to know this. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just, to me, it's like husbands need to hear this. They need to understand this. They need to know this so that in that room, when she needs to focus on mm-hmm. what her job is, he can be that, no, this is, you know... Um, this is our plan. This is what we discussed, babe. Mm-hmm. Just come on, you know. Yes. You've got this. We can do this. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. We're almost there. All of that encouragement. Yes. So it's not, this is not just, this is not a show just for women. No. Like hardly at all. No. And I, you know, going in, I thought it would be, but yeah. it's not at all. <laughs> no. And he, yeah. And you know, and the men can also, the same way that I can have a traumatic experience. Yes. So can my husband. He talks about that experience all the time and yeah. just thinking, I'm going to get emotional just thinking how yeah. my next my next two babies were born at home yeah. and to be able to have my husband, not only myself come into that power, yeah. but have my husband. Well, it was a team, yes. right? You were a team. So he mm-hmm. could, I mean, something that I think for years and years and years has been viewed, perceived, discussed, and sort of accepted as a woman's experience, a wife's experience, a mother's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it is. I think fathers have a place in that experience. I mean, it's part of their creation. Yes. Um, they're a part of their, you know, this was a partnership decision. They're part of a team. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, what, I mean, I probably, I, I, can't, I can't imagine what men feel like, but I would think, you know, your wife does experience carrying the child we feel them inside us long before men ever get to hold long before men can even Mm -hmm. put their hands on a woman's belly and feel it we're feeling all of this life growing inside us they don't get that yeah so the one thing that they can be a very Mm -hmm. tangible hands-on part of is the actual experience of bringing their child into the world with their wife thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast This episode is brought to you by MetabolicStretching.net, a revolutionary flow of simple stretches that melt body fat, tone muscles, and leave you feeling full of energy in just 15 minutes. Visit MetabolicStretching.net to torch stubborn body fat fast and stretch your way lean. That's MetabolicStretching.net. It's their birth too. Birth, yeah. and that's what I always tell people: birth is for families. Yeah, it's not just for moms. It's yeah. for families. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I love that. I love how it's um, like being a holistic practitioner. I'm like, this yeah. is so holistic. <laughs> it's so <laughs> like it's it's yes. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, when did you know, like, 100? percent You were just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This oh. this is my calling. When did it just? I mean, I. I know, like, based on just listening to you talk, that you Mm -hmm. just had this feeling like, it doesn't need to be like this. But when did it hit you? Like, this is it. This is what I'm, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm meant to be. Uh, Well, when I, I tell you, it was literally seconds after my son was born Mm -hmm. at home in my bedroom in that bath. Um. I remember looking at my husband and just complete awe and both of us like just these big smiles on our face and like just tears of happiness. And I remember looking at him because I, you know, I was in the 
fitness world, you yeah. know, a little bit. I had started coaching here and there and I was like, oh, you know, and I was a personal trainer for many years and I was going to help right. William grow the business. That's right. right. I remember that. I so, remember that. Yeah. And I sat in that moment. I remember looking at him. It was in the tub and I was like, babe. This is it. He's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I, I, I can't coach anymore. Like, this is it. I'm. I have to share this word. I have to educate other women on how amazing their bodies are and how special birth is, and that society has it all wrong. Right. Like, right. I have to educate women on this. Like, there is a better way to birth. Mm. You know, and in that moment, and I will tell you, I just, I feel like God gave me that purpose yeah. and it was just placed in my heart at that moment. And, you know, from, and even now, like when I think, cause I only take a few clients a month, Yeah, you know, well, I, you'd ha- I, yeah, I, I can't imagine taking like dozens and dozens because you really have to be there yeah you know (laughs) well yeah and I just take you know sometimes I I'll take maybe just two a month and I mean and there's some doulas you know they have older children or they have right different situations where they can take five six seven a month but for me it it has nothing to do with financially like this set right it had nothing to do with finances it was just like I need to get the word out this is my purpose Mm. I have a much larger purpose right now and it's the trickle down effect so only if I'm helping too how many people are they sharing it with right and it's their children and their children's children it's generational yeah yeah definitely I love that I love that now, what would you say to a woman who's sitting here listening and she's, okay, she's really loving the idea, she loves mm-hmm. everything she's hearing, but she's got some concerns or questions about, well, what about, you know, like birth mortality rates or something goes terribly wrong? Like, what would you say is the benefit of having you that, like a doula in the room? Because um, you, you started out by saying, like, you're not medical. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a lot of other knowledge base. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that you probably, before anything got to crisis, you'd probably have an indication that I, this, this is going in a direction we mm-hmm. weren't anticipating, so now we need to shift gears. Exactly. And a lot of stuff with pregnancy doesn't just pop up. No, exactly. That's you right. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like there's yeah. a lot of red flags. Right. Beforehand. And then, then she'll get that medical attention that she needs clearly. Right. So there's, you know, there's those red flags. And then clearly home birth and birth centers, those are for low risk mothers. Right. Right. So would you say then that like for someone that maybe might be a little bit higher risk, maybe there's some red flags, but it's very mm-hmm. adamant. She wants a doula. Mm-hmm. So you, you can work with them, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. But again, um, like my experience has been when it's like all of a sudden things are going along, going along, and all of a sudden, boom, now it's a crisis and everybody's freaking out. And yeah. there's this, like there's lights and there's sounds and there's cords and machine, like all kinds of stuff's happening so frantically. Whereas if you're already working with someone that's potentially or mm-hmm. or you know, diagnose, say, um, higher risk, mm-hmm. you have a lot of conversations prior to. Exactly. So if they, the red flags are coming, mm-hmm. you can also mentally and emotionally have that conversation with those mm-hmm. parents say, okay, 
This is why this was high risk. Here's exactly. some things we're seeing. This is what we've talked about. Here's what we can do. What mm-hmm. what do we what what do you want to do? Yes. Okay. Exactly. And kind of preparing them on the different situations that could arise. Right. So, so even it, then it doesn't have to be as traumatic. Yeah. So it's you know? not and then just having that support in the room though too, that emotional, physical yes. support to keep you calm and focused during that time. Right. And your partner. Yes. <laughs> right? So <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, have you ever been in a birthing situation that was not your own, mm-hmm. but that got a little stressful? Um, I have not been in a, you know, I've had a few times um, just where I noticed like medical professionals were just a little impatient. Yeah. And, you know, trying to impose interventions yeah. to where I've had to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nothing really mm-hmm. traumatic and, and to the point to where I actually will look over at the dad and yeah. I'll be like, that, that she didn't want that. That's not part of the plan because me as a doula, I'm not trying to get kicked out of the room, right? right. I'm there to support you, but <laughs> yeah. the partner's always going to have more power than me. Right. So as he should, yeah. or he should, uh, you know, they should have that power and, you know, when I look over, I'm just that little reminder and they're like, oh yeah, she didn't want that. Her, yeah. Wait a minute. They're pulling on the placenta right now. <clears throat> like I need to speak up. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's having that person in the room that knows birth and that's able to kind of remind them of their. Right. Because in that moment too, you're not, you don't have the same emotional exactly. attachment that they have. Like yes. it's, you know, their, their minds are really in one place mm-hmm. and yours you're able to clearer. not that you're detached but you're mm-hmm. able to step back and see the bigger picture where yes. their focus has become so narrowed in that moment so you know? perfect yes yeah exactly our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast and if you're enjoying today's show please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. Being from Canada, I was saying to you how the whole um, idea of doulas is a growing thing. And what I, again, what I like, like my sister had a doula for all four, the same doula for all so four of awesome. her children, had really great experience, like really great experiences. Mm-hmm. And what I was telling you, because I really don't know much about the, I'm still learning the U.S. medical system. I'm completely confused by it all. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but what I did like... Um, what I was seeing is that the whole idea and the concept of doulas was being actually very well embraced by the medical community, like the technical like medical community. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. what, what I was seeing was doulas and doctors working as teams. Yeah, that's amazing. So like actually in that room, I mean, I think if something went completely terrible and there was mm-hmm. a crisis, I'm sure do- doctor would switch into like mechanic mode yeah, right away, exactly. getting the tools and getting the, you know, doing what all, they need do to what do. they have to yeah. do to save mm-hmm. two lives. Mm-hmm. But until that, it was what, what is happening, what I'm hearing from friends of mine that are, are doing this is that, you know, the doctor's well aware right from the get go that there is a doula involved and this mm-hmm. is the birthing plan. And Love it. yes, you're in the hospital, you're doing your thing. 
or at home, whatever. But if it ends up you're being at the ho- you're at the hospital, mm-hmm. the doctor will come in and check in. But he largely is just le- allowing this process to happen. Love it. And I thought, well, that is really cool. Now, is that how it is here? Do you think like our doctors and doulas teams? And if yes, great. If not, can it get there? What's your what's your perspective? Because um, you're you're like you're like ground zero. You're like in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you well, right now. If you know, with COVID, it's extremely. Oh, yeah. Div- I mean, I'm not even allowed in the hospitals right now. Yeah. I've been doing virtual work. Um, but yeah, clearly that's amazing. And that's the whole goal. We're all on the same page. So, I mean, we're here for the mom, right? Mm-hmm. If we can all have that mindset to, to being on the same page and doing what's best for her. Taking the egos out. Yes. <laughs> the ego, the power. Like I yeah. have my PhD like that, you know, yeah. just take that all off the table and do what's best for mom. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, what, oh, okay, yeah, this is the other thing we talked, well, okay, let me, let me back up here, because <laughs> I'm going to do this in, a, in an order that makes, kind of makes sense for our listeners, but what else, I mean, you don't just, like, really tell everybody what all, if I come to see you, I, mm-hmm. I know I'm pregnant, I want to <laughs> do I've heard great things about you, so I call you up, and I come in and see you, what all, like, What's the process? What all of you provide? How do you work with your your patients, your your clients? Like what what does that what is that like? Okay. What's it like working with you? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, I know that. We tell everybody else cuz we got to get this to get this word out here. All right. So, yeah, so um once I become hired as your doula, um we have two prenatal appointments. Unless you hire me for specific childbirth education as well, which okay. I always highly recommend, mm-hmm. um, uh, like for hypnobirthing, for instance, um, we'll have five separate times that we meet for two and a half hours. Um, in our prenatal meetings, I don't have a time restraint. It's right. not like I'm like, all right, from eight to yeah. 10. I'm there for as long as you need me. So even still, I have some moms that don't hire me for hypnobirthing, but we, they're interested. So we kind of jam pack those prenatal sessions just full of whatever I can provide. And again, just understanding that this relationship is the most intimate relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You have to be completely comfortable with me. Right. Being in your space, like I'm blessed and honored that you're allowing me into your space. So we need time yes, to really get to know each other. Yes. And, you know, and it's the education um, that you're going to learn through. And as, as far as, you know, the evidence-based birth education and the hypnobirthing and the breathing methods and just teaching you that birth can be this gentle easy, comfortable, empowering Mm -hmm. experience and that understanding that fear does not need to be a component. Right. And it doesn't have to hurt. And that's the crazy thing, right? Yeah. And we, you talked about that earlier too. You talked about the uterus. I want you to to tell people listening what you said about oxygen blood flow of the uterus. Because I think... I think I think there's there's probably women and men mm-hmm. that know that, but I don't know that it's something we actually think about in the moment or leading up to it. Or like this connect is, you know, it, right? Yeah, like connect the science. Mm-hmm. So do that for us. Yeah. Please. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the uterus is 
Amazing, right? I feel like it's the strongest muscle between the men and the women's body. And I, it's one of those muscles, right? If men have it, they would totally be bragging about it. They'd be bench pressing right? with it and doing <laughs> squats with it. And yeah. Yes. Like the uterus is that amazing. Yeah. So let's give some love to the uterus. But yeah. I want you to think like the biggest myth is, so a uterus has to contract, right? It's a muscle. It's a muscle. And what do muscles need, right? <laughs> and what do muscles yeah. need? Blood and oxygen to perform. Yes. Right? So, but when we're, for in, like if we're working our biceps, mm-hmm. your muscles contracting, does it hurt? Right. So why, why would we think that when the uterus is doing the job that nature intended it to do, which is contract, why does it hurt? Right. Good it's point. It's because that women, when it's the fear, tension, pain cycle. Right. When we're scared and we're tensing up and we're fighting it, where yeah. the Holding uterus can't, breath. yes, the uterus can't perform properly. It's not getting the blood and oxygen that it needs. Did you hear that, ladies? Did you hear that? <laughs> the uterus is a muscle. Yes. And when, you know, muscles are meant to contract. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that knows anything about, you know, any kind of like going into the gym, whether you are a lifter per se, or just somebody that goes Mm -hmm. to the gym once in a while, you know, Mm -hmm. you work your muscles, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I love that. I love that because I think that's something we have to really remember. So how Mm -hmm. important then do you think the breathing is during this whole process? Oh, extremely important. It's just like when we train, right? Yeah. It's going to hurt when you hold your breath. (laughs) (laughs) You might even pass out. You're not going to make it, right? So, but then it's even a bigger picture when we're in birth because if you're not receiving oxygen, who else isn't receiving oxygen? Your baby. Yeah. Yeah. There's this big connection. Mm -hmm. This big connection. So clients come in, there's the whole, you you know, there's the consultation, Mm -hmm. there's classes, Mm -hmm. there's birth education. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, and you're there, you're there for... So do they call you? Do they call you like, she's five centimeters, you got to get here. Or it's like, you know, I think this is yeah. happening. What's What does that look like? Like when you get, because I would think that would be really, at a really exciting moment. Like this is yeah. it. This is what I'm we've so been working for. I'm so excited for them. Yeah. I am just like, so like, that's my first message to them is like, yay. Like, you know, when they lost their uterine seal or, or you know, stuff yeah. is happening. There's blood. I'm like, yay. Get so excited. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. Like, yeah birth to me is just the most phenomenal experience ever yeah. like get excited yeah. um so yeah they call me in early labor and they mm-hmm. just you know i have them stay connected with me and let me know what's going on right um clearly i don't like to get there too early right because it's like a watching kettle i'm going back to that animalistic yeah. staying in that part of your brain exactly i don't want them feeling like they have to perform mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't get there too early, but I am there for them. Yeah. Through support. Yes. The support is there and, and on the phone, through texting, through phone calls. And then when they need me, I come whenever they need me. So that's different for everybody. Yes. Yes. You know, and I'm there for sometimes I just had a two hour birth. Wow. Last week. Wow. A two. Oh, amazing. Hypnobirthing client. Um, Yeah. From the time she called me at 10, she was like, oh, I think. I think it's happening. She's like, these are pretty intense, like three back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Intense surges. Uh, and it was her third. Okay. So she knew, right? Yeah. yeah. She knew she was having a home birth 
And I was like, I think I'm going to pack my bags. And I was, I was there within、um, an hour to her. And then within another hour, baby was born. Wow. Yeah. So an amazing、wow. experience. Yeah. So,、um, y- you know, and sometimes there's a two hour birth. And then sometimes I'm there for 15, 16 hours. Right.、Um, just depends. Yeah,、right? it just depends. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. So, what about after birth? Like, are you.、Um Do you provide services and help, sort of like the post labor、um, on delivery? Well, I'm there. I typically don't like to stay too long to kind of take up that space. That's、yeah. a beautiful bonding moment for mom and family. And、mm-hmm. I stay, you know, the first two hours typically after just、yeah. to help any way that I can, make sure mom is, is feeling comfortable and、yeah. safe and has everything that she needs. And then、um, I do a postpartum visit. Okay. You know,、yeah. depending on mom, usually、yeah. like within the first week or two, I'll come、nice. back and help with any, you know, even it's something as simple as they need the dishes done or、yeah. they need help with anything, <laughs> you know, just making sure mom is taking care of herself. And that's,、um, that kind of makes me think of when I hear, when I, Used to, not that my grandmother talked about childbirth and all of that with me, but I can remember her talking about what it was like in her day when women had babies. And ha- I mean, she lived out in the back 40, and women had their babies at home, and it was the、yes. other neighboring women that came to help and support. Oh, I and, love at, it. and that was the same thing. They would kind of stick around, make sure, you know. You were comfortable, baby was nursing okay, the other、Love、kids、it. were, there was、yes. lunch made or whatever. And then they didn't swamp you, but somebody usually stopped by、mm-hmm. every day for a little bit to do those、yes. things like fold the laundry or、right? walk the dog or just you know, vacuum the house for you so that you could rest.、In. Not take your baby. It was like a community. <laughs> Uh, the community welcomed the baby. I love that.、Yeah. That's so. I, and you know what? I wish we could get back to that.、Yeah. I wish that we really could because, like, I feel like we have it backwards here. We really、oh, do okay, postpartum. Yeah. yeah. How, do you think some of that plays into that, like the postpartum depression? Like, maybe.、Yeah. And not that, I mean, I don't want to take away from anyone that you know, has ever had it, you know, because I, you know, some,、yeah. some women suffer terribly with、of、it. Of course. They get a clinical、It's... diagnosis and they're really struggling and,、yeah. and medical interventions required.、Mm-hmm. But I wonder, I wonder how much the birthing experience, how that's handled.、Mm-hmm. That labor delivery experience, and then right, you know, that postpartum air, you know,、uh, oh, yeah. time frame, how much that affects the emotion. I mean, because your hormones are out of whack, right? right? I mean, they're just all over the place.、Yes. So that's going on, that's affecting the mindset, emotions,、mm-hmm. and, and mental health. But then you add like trauma or、yeah. fear, or、yeah. I'm scared, I'm alone, I don't want to. I mean, I can remember walking in、mm-hmm. the door after I had my, my first. My first child, I was in the hospital for a week after because、oh, I,、wow. I hemorrhaged、um, right after. 
So I was in the hospital for a week. And then I remember walking in the, and I, at the hospital, I felt safe because everybody told me what to do. You need to nurse them. You need to do that. I, I didn't have to think. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I was kind of like, I didn't even have to, I didn't have a chance to go into that natural, that mom mode that kicks in, mm-hmm. like your instincts, your maternal mm-hmm. instincts. And I remember walking in the door and I had him in his car seat and I was holding him and I'm like, can he watch TV? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was, I started bawling. I had no idea what to do. I had no, I didn't know what to do for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do for him. Now I didn't have postpartum. I didn't have that, but I was an emotional extreme. I oh, was yeah. up and down. And I, I really, for the first two weeks, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what to do. I didn't know how to do the laundry anymore. <laughs> I just was like, I, all I did was Aww. sat in the recliner or a rocking chair and rocked him and held him and nursed mm-hmm. him and changed him. That's all I did. Cause yeah. I didn't know what else to do. Like I felt so, I'm like, I'm supposed to have an idea of how to do this, but I, it just felt the whole thing felt so controlled right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't. That's so I so wonder normal. how much that affects how I think that whole community thing where it's oh. the women get involved could maybe, maybe it does have a really great effect oh. or positive influence. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I And I feel like, and yeah, just with that experience that you just said, it's like, I hear that so many times from um, women's previous experiences when they come to me and that's actually their goal with this next baby. Yeah. So they're like, I am doing this postpartum experience right this time. And, yeah. you know, and that's a big thing for me too. So one of my prenatals, we actually focus on postpartum because I'm a big believer in postpartum care and yeah. taking that time to heal from the inside out and not because, and I came from that, you know, with my yeah. fitness background, right? It was like, got to get my body back, you know, got to yeah. start just working out that when you two said weeks. That, I'm like, I was just thinking that. <laughs> horrible, right? It's like, why, why is society telling us that we have to bounce back? Yeah. We just created a human. Took nine months to, to grow that little yeah. person. <laughs> you just grew yeah. a whole human being. Yeah. Sit back into your pants in two weeks. I Go know. ahead. It's that easy. Yeah. So, no, it's like, I, you know, it took me three babies, to be honest with you, and then I finally got it right. And, you know, I took a sitting period. I learned what other cultures were doing in their postpartum mm-hmm. time. They were taking 30, 40 days. Yeah. And healing from the inside out. And I mean, William made me soup every single day, like a bone broth based soup. Yeah. It's all I ate for two Mm. weeks straight um, with some eggs, some protein and some veggies. And um, it's all I ate for two weeks. Like I healed from the inside out. Recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't try to go to the gym right away. I, you know, I, I just feel like we in America, we have this. Like, it's badge of honor, right? Like, look at me. I'm already fitting into my pants or I'm yeah. out at the store shopping yeah. and it's only been seven days. And yes, I, I agree. I agree with that. I think there's this massive pressure. Yeah, and it's I, I so think, much pressure. I think, you know, it's societal and I think it's personal. I think we yes, do it to ourselves, we do it to too. ourselves. You know, um, and yeah, um, it's, I think there's, there's a time to honor the body, what it just did, you know? <laughs> Um, you know, we, we praise, we praise and recognize and honor all kinds of things like kindergarten graduation, (laughs) you know, baby's first steps. We take, we pause and take moments to honor accomplishments. Mm -hmm. That's a massive one. Yes. That's a massive one. And it's very taxing physically on the body. It's very difficult work. Like, Mm -hmm. and if you've done it, you want, you know what I mean when I say that it's like, it takes a lot of strength to push a baby. It Mm -hmm. really takes a lot of strength and power. So it's very hard, fulfilling work. 
And mm-hmm. if I guess maybe if it was something we did out in the middle of the <laughs> town square and everybody <laughs> watched, it'd be like we'd, we'd all be applauded and recognized for how hard we worked at it. So, I mean, that's right. not going to happen. I'm being making a really silly <laughs> example, but my point is that yeah. uh, I think it's important for women to take that moment and honor honor their body yes. and let it just recover and you know let it just do it, it no, the, I'm, yeah. no matter who I'm talking to in a podcast or a client mm-hmm. whatever the situation is I usually always come back to this this philosophy this belief system I have mm-hmm. that when we do the when we do the things that our body likes and needs it knows what to do it might not happen in 24 yes. hours like we'd want it to but our body mm-hmm. actually knows what to do it's a, one of the most brilliant machines I on love the planet. that Tanya no, I love that. That makes the, the most sense. It's like when people are trying to do all these things, when our body's just like birth, Danya. Yeah. It's just like birth. It knows what to do. We know what to do. Just allow it to do it. Yeah. That's so, that's so true. And it's, you know, postpartum. Start being better friends with your body. Yeah. Start, start being its friend and stop Listening. fighting it on it. Listen to it. Give it what it needs and it'll be really good to you. And you can mm-hmm. get back to pre-baby. But I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Nine months. You grew an entire human mm-hmm. being. Not just a part of one. The whole thing. Yes. <laughs> the whole thing. Yes. You know, from head to toe. So I think... Um, I just, I love what you do. I love what you provide. I love the whole philosophy. I love that it's, um, you know, you talk about birth education, hypnobirthing, mm-hmm. but what I really, what is really resonating with me is that you are allowing women an opportunity to have an experience mm-hmm. that they will want to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, 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 oh, I, you'll forget it in 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Because that's, oh, it hurts so bad, but you'll forget it and you'll want to have another one, right? Because right. that's typically what we hear. Yeah. I don't want my moms to say that. Right. Yeah. You're giving them the opportunity yeah. to have an experience that's more enjoyable, yes. that's more calm, and that um, they actually get to be a very vocal um, an active participant in it as opposed to just yeah. the person that showed up with the party. Yeah. You know, right? they showed up with the, the drinks and the sandwiches <laughs> and now we get going, but right. they're actually a, an active, they have an active role in yeah. it. And I think a lot of women maybe sometimes feel they, they don't really have, I mean, they have yeah. a role by default because they have to make this happen. But mm-hmm. outside of that, I don't know how many women feel like this is my show mm-hmm. and I'm actively participating in this process. And it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. it, it's so beautiful in that first transition too. You know, from from woman to mother. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have another. Um, Tanya has another like value added element because um, her husband Will <laughs> is one of the most brilliant. Like when it comes to nutrition and fitness, he's absolutely amazing. I've worked with him. He's <laughs> been my coach. Um, now, you guys share some office space, like you share a space. I and stole his space. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love shit's commandeered it. So, you know, he's obviously, when it comes to nutrition and, and you know, how to keep the body strong mm-hmm. and healthy with nutrition, does mm-hmm. he ever, vo- you know, speak up or do you ever say, you know, hon, I got a question for you. Could you talk to this client? Like, mm-hmm. what's, does he have a kind of like a quasi, non really like, title role in, in what you do but he's there <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah it's not on paper but uh I love to think too I'm a little biased because I'm married to the guy but he's just so extremely intelligent in nutrition yeah. but yet coupled with his caring nature yeah 
and as a father and a husband and and coupled with just knowing that he loves birth, right? Yeah. After having experienced the last two at home, I mean, he any chance that he can get to talk to a dad, he's on All. it. Oh. He's on it. Awesome. I'm like, babe, I'm over here talking. And, he, you know, and I could see him. He just, he's wanting his way in. He yeah. wants to, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, he actually will talk to my clients. He just, he gives an hour nutrition call with, with my clients when they want it. If they have wow. questions, you know. Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes, that's included. A consultation with one of the best. Yes. That, and I, that's personal experience. Yeah. Personal experience thank you. working with Will, but a free hour. So helpful, too, though, yeah. because there's so many myths out there and misconceptions with nutrition. And um, so it's so needed. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I And another, it's another testament to just what a team you guys are and how supportive oh. you are of what each other do. Mm-hmm. So what's your, what's your greatest reward from doing this? Like, what do you, if someone said, Tanya, what do you get out of it? Like, oh, you know, because I, I, you know, when we were, again, when we were talking earlier, that earlier, this is, this is not anything that was financially no. driven or mm-hmm. motivated. You don't take on an exorbitant, no. like as huge number of clients. Like you're just, it, it's very obvious. It's very authentic that you're doing this from a genuine place of this is your calling. Mm-hmm. So what do you get out of it? Oh man, that's, I could actually. Loaded question. Talk, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> Good could talk. talk I about that. could talk all day about that. Um, I just, the feeling that I get when, you know, I see that look on mom's face. Mm after her birth and seeing her come into her power yeah, and just sitting there in that moment, you know, that I did it. I did it, (laughs) you know, right. Um, her coming into that power and, and sitting there, even, you know, when I go back for a postpartum visit and having them explain to me how amazing their experience was and, you know, and, uh, for example, you know, just the other day, my two-hour birth, mm-hmm. her daughters were there in the room. Oh, you know, both yeah. her daughters were there. And, you know, what's crazy is now she told me, she said, Tanya, I I feel like it's really placed in my heart, too. Like, I need to spread the word. That was so amazing. And she had prior cesarean. She was, That was a VBAC oh, at so home. Oh, so even having a VBAC post-cesarean is, like, hot. Like, yes. most, most, my experience is that a lot of those in the medical profession would convince you otherwise not Mm -hmm. do not cannot should not will not (laughs) and it's extremely rare for complications to arise and she had this amazing experience and she sent me this beautiful message and i'm in tears and i'm like this is why i do what i do you know and it's the trickle down effect so and her daughters her daughters are so empowered yeah witness that how amazing their mom is and how amazing that they are, that they yes. get to create life. Like, yeah. look what God gave you. Well, I when I was putting my show notes together, because it, prior to, like, when I, when I called you and you said, <laughs> yes, you would do this, so all of our shows have, like, a title, and I was looking over your website, which we're going to get to because people okay. have to be able to find you, but from everything you just said, the tagline is perfect. It life-changing birth experiences for all women. Oh, yeah. That nails it. Yeah. That, <laughs> it does. It nails it. Yes. There, it couldn't be a better title, tagline, message if we had to put it in one sentence. Life-changing Love birth it. experiences for all women. And that's what you give. And I think it's absolutely amazing. 
and I want everybody to find you. So Hmm. how, very slowly, very clearly, where can we find you? So you do have a website, but Mm -hmm. all, any and all of your platforms given to us. All right. So my website is just my name, tanyagrazion.com. And that's T-A-N-Y-A-G-R-A-Z-I-O-N-E. Correct. Yes. And then my Instagram is at Tanya underscore Grazion. Okay. And my Facebook, my business page is Tanya Grazion Tampa Bay Doula. There you go. Three places. And they can reach out to you on any of those, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. You've heard it. (laughs) Spread the word. This is something that I think is, um, it's going to change. It's a game changer for any woman who's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, who's wanting to become pregnant and start a family, this is a game changer. And I cannot impress upon you enough how what, a, what an amazing and wonderful and privileged experience you would have working with Tanya. Like really just lovely, knowledgeable, calm, kind, just all everything, everything you want in that room so that you can do your job and you're looked after and you have the best experience possible. Thank you for being here. Oh, and you were so nervous. You. you did amazing. <laughs> My gosh. My gosh. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So um, please remember to leave us a five-star rating and a review. And I really thank you so much for listening. Spread the word about Tanya. You have all those platforms where you can reach her. Um, thanks again, Tanya, for being here. And thank you for listening. I'm Coach Tanya with Strong by Design. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.